the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. Now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. The Michigan Panthers clobbered the Pittsburgh Maulers 24 to nothing this past Sunday. Reggie Corbin carried the ball 20 times for 133 rushing yards, 44 of which came on a touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Michigan's ground game was also aided by Stevie Scott and Paxton Lynch, who scored on carries of six yards and one yard, respectively. Scott and Lynch, along with Cameron Scarlett, combined for 108 rushing yards on 20 carries. The Panthers' touchdowns were followed by three successful two-point attempts on the ground, courtesy of Lynch, Scarlett, and Shea Patterson. Kyron Williams and Sean Williams led a strong Michigan defensive effort with seven tackles apiece. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Yes, I am back, so you can all begin to smile. I have now completed your day. You got to hear my voice. You know, most of you know, there's nothing more I enjoy in life than hearing my own voice. But today, there's even more important people we have to hear from today who got a lot of great things to say. Uh, That would not be my co-hosts, but uh, they can only have something to contribute. (laughs) Ed Hoffman, Phil Starger, how you guys doing? Doing great. Where's Ed Hoffman? I missed him. Oh, I, I... Ed Stargell, Phil Stargell. This is why I do not bring. This is why I do not bring uh, them up too quickly. Uh, thank you, Ed. All I heard was Stargell. Yeah, I, I said it right. Phil Stargell, Ed Bondarenko, and uh, they are both thorns in my side. And now I know what uh, the Apostle Paul was praying about. <laughs> but I guess I will keep those thorns as long as the Lord needs me to. Um, we have uh, a lot of hope today, a lot of hope, guys. Uh, we have Kara Dollar from uh, Salus Center of Hope going to be calling in sometime today. Then we are going to be t- discussing uh, a Bible college that is uh, getting its feet in right in these Ann Arbor Ypsilanti area. It's great. I've been involved with it almost from the beginning, I think. We'll have uh, Daniel Manwiller with Hope uh, Community Bible College. And we'll be talking about that a little bit. And then at Hope Church in, in Ypsilanti, they have what's called a scriptorium going on where people actually volunteer to learn large parts of the Bible and memorize them and recite them in front of other people. I think it's awesome. And they do it in a lot of different artistic ways. So we'll have uh, a lot of hope talking here today. I, I like that. Um, so we have... Until we get uh, uh, Kara calling in, I was going to do this kind of in reverse order, but Kara has not called in yet, has she? 
Nope. So, Phil, I'm going to ask you to give up your seat just for a little bit for Daniel Manwiller, and I'll talk to Daniel uh, beforehand. He Don't walk away with the mics because that yeah. tends to have a short leash effect yeah. where it yanks your head off if you go too far. <laughs> and um, Daniel Manwiller, he's he's with uh, Hope Church and Hope Community Bible College. Yeah, you got that right. Got it right. Uh, yeah, I, I hope I would. And uh, <laughs> a lot of great things happening at Hope. Absolutely. Yeah, so... I can tell you a little bit about, yeah. or tell the listeners a little bit about why this exists. Yeah, I wish you would. Maybe I'll realize why I come in here <laughs> when I'm teaching. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. So uh, the idea is that this whole Detroit metro area used to have several ways in which uh, students could get good college Bible training, um, be accredited Bible college type uh, training. And there were things like William Tyndale College, Michigan Theological Seminary had undergraduate courses. There were things like this that students could go and get uh, that kind of training. But right now, nothing like that exists within accredited Bible college. And so we here at our church decided, hey, why not start a Bible college? And so working together with Dr. Gene Mayhew, who helped to start Michigan Theological Seminary. And of course, Rick knows him very well, right? Yes, <laughs> I love I love Gene. He was he was my favorite favorite uh, professor at Moody and at Michigan Theological Seminary. I went yeah. to both. Yep. Um, not because they both love me so much. I started <laughs> at Michigan Theological Seminary and then uh, they merged with Moody. And so yeah, I have to go with both. That's really great. So he, Dr. Mayhew came in and said, hey, I'd like to teach a class here. And so we said, hey, let's make this the start of something that could be a real Bible college. And so this is Hope Community Church in Ypsilanti. And we are starting something that we're calling right now Hope Community Bible College. This is really just a ministry of our church at this point, but offering classes at that Bible college level of training. And we're continuing to expand the kind of classes we're offering to build it into something of a, a program offering uh, certificates and degrees that will be uh, Bible, biblical studies type things. And, and I know some of your teachers, matter of fact, um, Ed, you know one of the, the uh, teachers coming in that will be teaching Greek uh, here in the fall. Yes, yeah, correct. He's going to be teaching in the fall. You know one of the one of the pastors. He's going to be teaching Greek. You you know one of Pastor the John. So this would be Dr. Matt Postiff, who will be coming oh. in. Yeah. So he's a pastor. Uh, in he the was on your first inaugural show. He was one of the pastors that was there. Oh for yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Pastor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Whitmore Lake, right? Um, yeah, that sounds right. That yep, right yep. there, that's where his church is. So yeah, we have a number of really great uh, professors coming to teach these courses, including your very own Rick Dietering is scheduled for this fall for a course to be teaching hermeneutics or how to study the Bible. Uh, can't be perfect. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Can you audit these classes? So suppose I don't have the money for tuition. I don't want to make a commitment. Could I audit them? And so basically I, maybe learn something for once. I, I love that question. And the reason is because um, the I, there's a two-part answer. One is we're really looking for people who want to be taking these courses, um, to be registering for these courses, but we want to make it accessible. Um, so there's that person who says, I don't have hundreds or thousands of dollars waiting around, you know, be paying tuition. I, you know, work a job during the day. And so what we're doing is these classes happen in the evening for a three-hour time block. And the tuition is like $100 for the class for the whole semester. Um, and so the objective is to be really accessible to the kind of people who want this kind of training. Rick, can yeah. I borrow 100 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I can. 
I, I can make that happen. You know my interest is very high, but yeah, we can make that happen. Talk to you later. I'll send my <laughs> friend over. He'll, he'll reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the idea is to make this really accessible to anyone within a commuting distance one night a week to be coming in and taking these classes. Um, and these happen here at the church building uh, where we're at right now for this uh, scriptorium and uh, where I'm at with it for this interview, uh, Hope Community Church in Ypsilanti right at 94 and 23, well, Michigan Ave and 94. Yeah, I was going to say 23 is down a little 23 bit. is down the road a little bit, but you know, anyone shooting down those freeways will have easy access coming in here. Um, yeah, and yeah. what's really neat about this school is this school was uh, originally set up as a public school for technical training. You're right. This building was something that was an Ipsy public school as a high school. It was yeah for technical training, almost like a community college. It was meant right. to be a career training for high school students. And our church purchased the building about five or six years ago. And we've been using it for all kinds of great things. But starting, well, last year we thought, hey, we have this these classrooms, this space that could be perfect for a college. Let's do it. Right. And, and, and they're not small classrooms. We're Absolutely not. not. We're, yeah. not we're not trying to pack them in like sardines. And so it, they have a comfortable seating. I yeah. tell you, we had uh, over 30 in, the, in our last class. That's correct. Uh, with, yep. uh, church history that fit was easily in, in these classrooms. Easily fit in. And uh, they have access to take, hooking up their computers and taking notes and everything else. Absolutely. So, yeah. And it is... Trust me to somebody who went to Bible college and who went to seminary. Yep. $100 a class. Yeah. Is, is I was paying almost $300 a credit hour. Yeah, which is what like 900 for the class. And to, today's prices that's cheap. Yeah, you're right. So, $100 for a class? Absolutely. How can I enroll? <laughs> Wait, well, I'm teaching. Never mind. <laughs> there you go. You want tuition forgiveness, right? You want to pay off your school school yeah. loans. Uh so, yeah, so it's big classrooms, and I, I know a couple of, I've had a chance to meet uh, a couple of the uh, and, instructors here. Yes. And I'm looking forward to teaching here. I I, I love the, here, here's the thing, Ed, uh, the students here, they come here because they really want to learn the Bible. They're not in it to try to get a job or anything like that. It's not, they're coming in out of a love for scripture, and the students are motivated. Yeah. And that is what I loved about the the class we just finished up with church history. Yep. Is the students are extremely motivated. They they want to learn the scripture. We 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 want people like that to come. Mm -hmm. And somebody who really wants to delve into scripture, dig all the gold they can find in scripture. Yeah. Uh, which is one of my favorite sayings is dig for the gold because there's so much gold in scripture, yeah. and yet it's so overlooked. And Hope Community Bible College is going to be offering a lots of ways of, of learning how to dig for that golden scripture, whether it be in uh, history or uh, hermeneutics or linguistics, Hebrew, yeah. Greek. Um, to these study are things that are going to be offered. The Bible, um, these kinds uh, all of the New Testament uh, uh, surveys yeah. and things like that. So, uh, people when they when they're finished through the program here, yep. they will be really, really capable yep, of being able to to go into the Bible and do more than just a cursory reading of it yeah. and, and get a lot out of it. Yep. And I think one of the things you brought up is why would someone be coming to take these classes? Um, and this isn't someone who thinks that they're going to immediately go and get a job as a pastor, right? Usually you go to seminary for that. Um, this is something that's meant to be really accessible for anyone at any level. Right. Um, and they're coming in and they these are college level classes. 
but they're they're meant for the training for someone who says, hey, maybe I have an interest in missions at some point or in leading home Bible studies or doing something like that. Ed, you have a question. Well, these are annoy your pastor with questions courses, right? <laughs> Yes. yes. Yep. Well, Matter of fact, I, I with my students, and I was just talking to you about this yesterday, is I, I stated to uh, Daniel that when I take a course, I tell them I want their pastors involved. Yeah. And I, I'll have them take a, something and have their pastor sign it just so they can go to their pastors and ask all these questions to find out how much your pastor actually knows, <laughs> or maybe that the pastor should come to the class. That's really great. <laughs> so. But yeah, what I love so much about this is that there are so many people that I know who say, you know, I've wanted to dig more into scripture and, you know, yeah. I go to church on Sunday and I hear the pastor's sermon, but how can I dig into it on my own? How can I learn how to study the Bible and learn what is in the Bible? On a Sunday, a pastor has such a short amount of time exactly. where he's up on the pulpit and they say some things fly over the head of the congregants when they're saying it or they just don't understand it, but they don't have time to ask the questions. And uh, unless they go to my church, then they understand everything because I oh, got really good congregants. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> unless Ed comes and visit, then I have to stop and ask <laughs> questions uh, or answer questions. But uh, no, it, it, it's really great. And this way that allows them to search into it. And I think they should involve their pastors at the church they're going to Absolutely. in their education. Yeah. Well, if more people would uh, attend their church's Sunday schools and Wednesday night Bible studies. Maybe you guys would be out of a job, but since, you know. <laughs> you know, you make an interesting point there. And I always uh, do. Uh, but like usual, it's, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would I would agree with that at some level because I'd say that those those Wednesday night Bible studies, those Sunday schools are meant to be at that level where we're trying to give some level of study. This is meant to be a step above that. This is meant yeah, to say this is a that. college level class. This is this is for for someone who really wants to dig deep into their. Yeah, and that's why when you asked a question about auditing, sure, we'd love to have anyone come in, maybe even for a night, check out what's going on. They can uh, look up where we are. We uh, look up where the the class schedule. Uh, you know, send me an email even and figure out when they could come in and visit. But for someone who wants to do this, they need to be committed to doing the homework for a class, to be studying for writing something or taking an exam. These are college level classes meant to be really in depth but also super accessible to anyone coming in. And, and, and $100. They, exactly. $100, that's yep. a reasonable buy-in, and it's enough to keep your attention. Yep, yep. you got it. <laughs> and that's exactly why they set that price, because at first we talked about just opening it up. And the thing is, if you don't invest into it, you're not yeah. vested into it, as you point out. Like that. socialism. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is there are a lot of expenses with starting a college. And so this is by no means covering that. And we've had a lot of generous people donating to make this possible. And so there's expenses from, you know, instructors coming in and giving them some compensation to having all of the equipment necessary to uh, go taking those steps toward that kind of full accreditations where you can be offering those extended full degrees beyond just maybe a one year certificate. Um, Let's just talk about the fact that we're doing this after the church hours. So you've got to turn on the Oh, absolutely. And the electricity and everything else in the yeah. building just to accommodate that. Otherwise, in the fall class, we'll have students coming in parkas and <laughs> using a flashlight to take notes. Yep. And we won't be able to live stream because the internet and everything else will be done. <laughs> you got it. 
But yeah, so I guess the the question that I would want to answer that anyone in the audience might be thinking is, you know, how can you find out more about this? And so right now, this is a, a ministry of our church meant to be offering these classes at this college level. And so you would want to look up our church um, on our church website is hopechurch.info. You could even just search Hope Community Church in Ypsilanti. You'd find hopechurch.info. Um, and there'd be a tab there that says Hope Community Bible College. And I'll give a warning. The website is nothing fancy. It's uh, put something put together probably 10 years ago. Uh, so don't Please tell me not by your dad. Uh, no, not by. <laughs> he's a little bit technologically challenged. Would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he sticks. Uh, so to am I, but I'm a step above Whoa. that. I, I know how I know how to rub two sticks together and get a fire. There you so go. I, I got did he, that technology. Did, did he use MS Paint for this? <laughs> I love MS Paint. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, uh, it's better than that, folks. That's pretty I, good. I, I I do want to give a little. Uh, I know we're talking about Hope Bible. Yeah. College right now. Uh, Community Bible College. But I want to give a, a call out to Hope Church because this is what I love. This church has a young, vibrant congregation. You got a lot going on for the youth, which a lot of churches don't have mm -hmm. that capability. You have a lot going on here for the youth. Right now we have the scriptorium going on, which we're going to yeah. talk about in the second half. Um, you have a lot of stuff for the youth in, as far as youth group activities, yeah. so like Friday nights. Friday nights we have at least 100 youth coming in every night for three hours of worship and Bible study and teaching and discipleship. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm even trying to – now my – grandson who lives down in Monroe goes to our church and mm -hmm. stuff. I've talked to you. I said, yeah. this is for, for a young person. This is the church to yeah. send so, or a young adult or a teen or even a younger person. Yep. Um, now, if you're old like me, please come down and visit me in Newport. Um, don't bother <laughs> going to Hope. No, they even have a whole families here. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's a it's a vibrant church. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate that. Well, it, what I see is it's it's God's doing, right? Um, this isn't because a whole bunch of people came together and said, we're going to make something happen. They said, hey, let's let's follow after God and see something amazing happen in a church. And and I, I want to clar clarify something. This is not just one of these churches that they bring you in and tickle your ears. The no. teaching here is verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book teaching yeah. of the Bible, yep. uh, even in their in their main services and everything. So if you want to learn the Bible, it's a yeah. good church to come to. <laughs> if you want someone who's just going to tickle your ears and uh, just, uh, well, tickle your ears, not the church for you. Yeah. But if you really want to learn scripture and have a, a, a wonderful church family, this is a good church. Absolutely. It really is. It's something that uh, God God, God is smiling. I, I have to really believe God, <laughs> God is smiling down on this church because the work is always about working towards his will yeah. and teaching his word. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, it's not about bingo. Yes. And not about tickling your ear, not about, you know, right. what uh, we always say is that what you catch people with, you have to keep feeding them. Yep. And if you catch them with the coffee in the uh, cafeteria and the, all of the um, movies in the sermon and stuff like that, you're going to have to just keep doing that. And they'll never get the gospel and Bible study and growing in their Christian faith and and in their knowledge of God. Yeah. And so great, great on that. And I don't think, and you get to yeah. follow through to the end of the hour because I don't want to make <laughs> Phil Stargell have to stand up and move his old crooked back. He got lost coming in today, Phil. He did. He, um, <laughs> he, he, he walked down to the bathroom and then kept walking right past He got lost the, in the building, yeah. too. He did. He, oh. Phil, we're talking about you. <laughs> this um, is twice I've noticed that you've gotten Phil to come to church. Is this what it takes? I, I guess it is. I guess it is. Uh, I actually, he actually came to, he actually came to church a couple times when we were at the towers. 
we're looking at hopefully uh, soon having that uh, that ministry take back off. Uh, nice. by, that was a, a ministry of my heart, yeah. and very much so. And that's not dead and gone, just letting people know that. But uh, I'll yeah. tell you what, we uh, you have a lot of fun stuff that you do outside of services. So if people want to do fun things, there's that to do. <laughs> I You just got done with what's called for rendezvous. Absolutely, yep. And I, and I love it. Folks, it's a talent show. It's a talent show. Uh, by by show. normal people that uh, you will never see on uh, America's Got Talent. Well, you might see some of them. <laughs> Man, you had. We you have had, one or two acts that will blow your mind, and the rest are just heartwarming, and funny, and, and, and lovely. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that, that whole concept came from Alaska. That's correct. So my dad is the pastor of our church in case uh, that's relevant to anyone listening. And uh, he grew up in Alaska. And Fur Rendezvous is the big winter uh, celebration in Alaska. Where all the trappers and stuff come exactly, in and Exactly, the Fur Rendezvous, yep. right? Yep. And the, a big part of that would be to have a big celebration, maybe a talent show. And so when my dad came to Michigan and that led to starting a church here, then he was like, we need to have an outreach event. Let's have a talent show and we'll call it for rendezvous. Um, so we do that every year in February and, and Rick has come to a few of those now, right? Yes. Uh, so it's and, a lot and of fun. I have a, a lot of, a lot of fun watching. Yes. And, uh, some people says, Hey, why don't you get up there and do something? And I say, <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, that that's that part of my pet. That is part of my past that's long gone. Yeah, this way you can always sing. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get you on as a radio show skit sometime. Hey, and you had one. Uh huh. We uh we had a great skit where I was uh, uh sitting doing in an skit. interview. I was sitting in an interview telling people about Hope Community Bible College, and I'm having a little bit of deja vu uh, <laughs> doing this for real now. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, so um. Any, any other questions, uh, Ed, about uh, the Bible College or the church? Did we mention what night this would be? I don't know if I made... Yeah, so we, let me let me give a quick rundown of the details. So these are classes that we're planning for this fall to have four different classes. Um, one's on hermeneutics, or it's a fancy word meaning how to study the Bible, on uh, Christian theology, on an Old Testament survey, and on biblical Greek. And these will happen on Monday and Thursday evenings in three-hour time blocks. So something from about a 4 to 7 p.m. time block and then a 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. time block for different people with their work schedules to try to fit one of those classes in where they're you know working during the day and then coming in for that right. once a week. Are right. you going to have an apostle present to pray <laughs> over somebody who falls out of the window dead from being the tired? Eutychus out the window type situation? No, yeah. we just closed all the windows. Oh, there you go. Well, I was going to say <laughs> my my dad, Pastor Paul, is his name. So for for thinking if we need a Paul around, we got one of those. <laughs> no, it's just just well, yeah, we, he's always welcome, but we just closed the windows. Yeah, smart. Yeah. That's probably a better strategy. Now we just got to put bars on it to keep people from trying to jump through them. <laughs> But what I would say about you know when these classes are, how people can find more information is they can be looking at that that website. It's you know hopechurch.info. Look at Hope Community Church in Ypsilanti. There's that tab that says Hope Community Bible College. Again, it's not a fancy website, but you'll see a links to something that says a course catalog, and it has info for this spring and then some tentative information for this fall. I'll be updating that soon. It also has a couple of even just an application form. Um, it should also have an email where you can reach out both to the church or maybe specifically to myself with the Bible College. And, and just for for folks because I'm teaching the hermeneutics. That yeah. says it doesn't just teach how to read the Bible. 
Yep. It teaches you how to approach ancient documents. That's true. So you can you can try to read the Constitution yep. uh, or something and have a better understanding of what they were trying to say by delving into it. Yep. Or you could read like really ancient materials like Ed's birth certificate <laughs> and, and have an understanding of what that means. And if you really want to get really old, then you got Phil Stargell's birth certificate, exactly. which is chiseled <laughs> in stone. So, but yeah, it's all about reading how to read and approach an ancient document. That's correct. Yeah. Because what, what was meant back then is not necessarily what they're saying. Well, today. you need to study to know what the Bible is saying. And yes. that's why we study the Bible. So this is teaching how to, how to do that. Yeah, that's really great. Hey, Phil, do you have any questions over there? I have some, but I'll, I'll uh, give oh. him a little bit later on. All right, All we'll right. bring you in the second half. Yeah, I like it. Well, the word says study to show yourself approved, and this is an opportunity. And Absolutely. I'm trying to think of who was it Paul said that they were more noble? Uh, the, it was the, the Bereans. Bereans. Yeah. The Bereans, thank you, yeah. Yep. Uh, now we got we got the one minute time. I'm going to ask. Thank yep. you, Daniel, for joining us. I have Absolutely. to get Phil back in seat, All right, for, sounds good. so Phil, he can say goodbye over. during the our, our going out of the break because I want him to feel like he's got some purpose on this show. <laughs> so, oh man, that's the purpose. Yeah. So you got we you got you got 30 seconds to ask any question you want. And you won't get an answer to it because we don't have time. Yeah, on uh, Bible studies. I've uh, seen they teach ancient uh, scriptures. And folks, that's the music. As I said, Phil would not have a chance to get an answer to it. And we'll be back after these messages. God bless. Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Detroit Tigers defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-2 this past Wednesday. Robbie Grossman hit a sacrifice fly to score Jamer Candelario, while Willie Castro and Akil Badu were plated thanks to an error by Key Brian Hayes in the fifth inning. Alex Lang. Jacob Barnes, Andrew Chafin, Michael Fulmer, and Gregory Soto combined for four and two-thirds shutout innings from the Tigers' bullpen. Lang struck out Brian Reynolds and Hayes in the fifth inning. Chafin punched out Cole Tucker in the seventh inning, and the ninth inning featured a pair of strikeouts by Soto, the first of which was Daniel Vogelbach, and the other victim was Roberto Perez to give Detroit their eighth victory of the 2022 season. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. That's right, that's right, I'm sad and blue, because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing, and that's why I sing. Gimme, gimme that ding. Gimme that ding. You know, sometimes I wish I wasn't me just so I could know the joy of meeting me the first time. <laughs> so, joining me is Ed Bondarenka, not Ed Hoffman, who comes to Speaking of Art after this show, but Ed Bondarenka. And also joining me uh, is my longtime dear friend, and you've been my, my right-hand arm, even though today you're sitting on my left, uh, for many years here. It's at hard to get me on the left. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yet I succeeded. Yeah. You know, I'll, have, I'll pay for that one. Um, <laughs> hey, folks, we, we're out here at Hope Community, uh, well, Hope Church and then Hope Community Bible, which is a lot going on. They have this really neat thing going on here, guys. Uh, people volunteer to memorize large portions of Bible scripture. And then they come in in front of a very large crowd, recite it. Do you know, we put a Bible verse in our Bible, in our bulletin every year, trying to get them to memorize one line, right? Here, they are memorizing huge, huge sections of the Bible. So next week, I want you to each memorize a psalm. Um, psalm 121 for, or 120 for you, uh, Ed, and, and, and Ed, or Phil, I want you to memorize Psalm 119, okay? And uh, come in and we'll recite them over the air in front of everyone. I better write that down. You better you write that down, Psalm 119. Now you gotta do the whole thing. Yeah. It, it's only the, <laughs> poor, poor Ed, Ed is saying he can't do it. It's only seven verses, come on, you want it now? No, I said 119. Oh, I said 120. You're oh, 120, he gets 119. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> no. That's not uh, fair. See, I don't know. Um, <laughs> right off, you know. Yeah, so. but you come back and see how much you can recite next week. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you. On, we, got some, we got some people who are involved with the scriptorium. Now, this is something that is going to be an annual thing. It's an annual thing. And uh, I, I, I sat through some of it. And, and you won't believe it. They had Joshua here earlier. Uh, and, and it was just... He's looking pretty good for his age. What can I say? Uh, so I, I'm going to ask you if you see just for a little bit, Phil. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get Joshua on. Um, Joshua, well, he uh, he was resetting from his book, Joshua, and uh, it was pretty pretty awesome. Especially he had a bunch of kids sitting around him learning, and, and this is it's lovely because people of all ages. Uh, come in and they learn and they get to hear God's word. Uh, and it is unembellished. They don't get to add to it. It's just the parts they memorize that. Isn't that right, Joshua? Oh, thank, thank you so much for having me on, Joseph. Oh, that's correct. And uh, now how long, now you've been involved and your real name is, sir? Tim, Tim, Tim. Alexander. Tim, um, Tim, you've been involved with something like this in other places other than here at Hope, right? Uh, about eight years now, yes. Eight years? Mm -hmm. Where, how did you get involved with this? Uh, Scripture Memory Fellowship, which hails out of uh, Texas, has been doing it for a few decades, in fact. And mm -hmm. we thought the idea would be great to try to do in uh, every state if we can. And you, you found a place to work on it, a, a great church to work on it here in Michigan. This is a wonderful place. And they have a lot going. Now, you, you had to memorize uh, and come in and memorize a part of Joshua. Can you give me a little portion of it? Just a, just a little portion of what you memorized. Sure. First couple verses of uh, Joshua 5. Uh, so it was uh, when the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan River and all the kings of the Canaanites who were uh, uh, by the sea, uh, when they saw that the Lord had stopped up the waters of the Jordan River before the children of Israel uh, had crossed over, their hearts just melted and their spirit was no longer left in them because of the children of Israel. You know, and here's the thing is once you memorize passages, they speak to you your whole life as you're going through it. Yes. And you start yes. being able to fit models to your own life on how these passages go. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved? 
Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he and I both saw the need to, uh, uh, we were involved with the National Bible Bee, which is, um, it's a great organization, but it only, uh, the kids from seven years old up to 18 are part of that. Once they hit 19, they're, they're graduated out and parents don't get to memorize either. So we thought, what if we did something uh, where we could just have uh, young and old uh, couples, uh, ensembles and whole families memorize scripture together and recite it and they can do it in a straight manner or they can dramatize it which we've seen here today with a lot of props it's right. just a lot of fun to do yeah matter of fact i i talked to uh, one of the gentlemen who helped coordinate this one i said i'm very happy to be involved next year mm -hmm. this is remarkable now we have a number of pastors that do listen to this show and uh, they might want to know how they can do something like this get involved in something like this or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh start their own program what would you recommend to them uh just start small maybe take a two or three hour time slot on a saturday afternoon or even maybe after church on sunday uh, you just pick, pick a book like uh, first john five chapters uh, people can take sections of that mm -hmm. uh, whole families can uh, just memorize it and get up and and do it uh, i've heard of some churches that do marathons where they'll just come in that morning memorize certain passages that they've been assigned and then that afternoon they they recited on the spot. So they didn't know it going in. And right. by the end of the day, they have it in their hearts. And we had actually a young lady put in that position today where she just learned this morning That's what right. she was going to give. <laughs> and she was awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it made my heart leap in a good way, not the kind where you have to call an ambulance. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just, just great watching everyone get up there. And like you said, some people dress up. Mm -hmm. you, you dressed up as an old man mm -hmm. uh, and teaching all these little kids. And what I found amazing, now I don't know how many times you rehearsed this with them, was how deeply they were actually paying attention to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. uh, just being part of it, they were you know sitting around you, being students, listening to what you had to teach. But I, I, I was watching the kids more than you, sorry. And, all right, uh, and, and, kids. and I was watching how much the kids were actually paying attention mm -hmm. to what you had to say. So it was a lot of fun. And it tends to be a springboard is what we try to encourage uh, for um, family devotions because uh, those are my kids that were up there today. Oh, And so they're used to uh, sitting around the table and, and doing Bible time together. Well, God, you have a big family. I come from a big family too. <laughs> I, I come from a big family. So uh, I loved it. So yeah, God bless you. It's Let's get, we got, we got uh, another guest uh, here who is part of it and we'll bring him on. And, and get a chance to meet him, find out his involvement, how he got involved with the scriptorium. And folks, the reason I'm doing this is week after week after week, we talk about everything going on in the world. And it doesn't always bring joy to our heart to see what's going on in the world. And even when we have the joy of like Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned, then we have to deal with a governor who's trying to get that made unconstitutional in this state, you know? So we always have these setbacks, whereas what's going on today in the scriptorium is just heartlifting and it's fun and beautiful to watch. And I hope your churches can get involved. And if not, may I suggest you get in touch with Hope Church and get involved next year with the scriptorium because it's absolutely awesome to see what people do to memorize Bible verses. And I've got Nick with me. Um, Cosmos? Yep. Nick Great, Cosmos, Rick. how you doing? Great, Rick. Pleasure to be here. And how did you get involved with the scriptorium? Yeah, wonderful question. Actually, it stems from the gentleman you spoke with prior, Tim. Uh, about two years, we went out to the scriptorium event they had over in Ohio and went there with a, 
uh, a good friend here from the church and really were, were blessed by the experience. And at that event, there was some real encouragement to say, hey, you know, it'd be awesome if Michigan, because as Tim mentioned, you know, we'd like to see it in every state. Uh, we know God's got people everywhere. And it's important for uh, not only the adults, but the youth to really memorize the scripture. And so at that event, there was some prayer. And we said, hey, we should we should really consider this. And things got put in motion pretty quick. About six months later, we had our first annual um, Michigan Scriptorium, which took place here at uh, um, Hope Community Church here. Uh, that was last year, right around this time. And this is the second time this year. So we're excited to see this continue to be a reoccurring event and hopefully uh, drawing in people from around the community. But there are a number of families that travel from Ohio and other states far and beyond just to be here for the day, which is exciting. We, we don't mention Ohio very often on this station. I'm just warning. We don't do it. I love you, and I don't want you to uh, have people hunt you down. Well, uh, I'll take that um, in perspective here, and hopefully we can extend the love of Christ uh, to yeah. our brothers in all areas. But We do uh, have brothers and sisters in Ohio. Amen to that. Man, that still needs to taste in my mouth to say it. <laughs> no, I love, I love my brothers and sisters in Ohio. So, As long as they stay there. No, they're, they're welcome to come up here and visit. And maybe they'll take some culture back with them. So, <laughs> um, and how many years now? You said a couple. So this would be the second year, but even going back further, my family has also been involved with the National Bible Bee, which is another great program that certainly challenges, encourages memorization, meditation, studying God's word. I think hopefully we can all identify that in a culture that's crumbling and truths that are changing, it's God's word we have to cling to. And uh, one of the portions of scriptures we hear from Jaswa is, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Well, if we're hoping to pass on that baton to the next generation, they better have a good understanding of God's word. Or we see what happens in the Old Testament, how quickly they turn from the things that their fathers knew to be true. And of mm-hmm. course they fall into idolatry and paganism. So um, start out with the National Bible Bee. We've been in that as a family for for about six or seven years and a number of families at our church have well. And uh, from there, springboard the scriptorium. Well, I know the scriptorium, we're, we're more than two thirds through it today. Uh, come on down, it's going until about what? Yeah, we'll be here uh, pretty much all evening. I mean, the, the recitations will end around five, so that'll be the formal part of the program, but then we'll stick around for a couple hours of fellowship. That's one of the other beautiful things of gathering here when you're with like-minded believers who really preciously um, look at God's word and see what a treasure it is. There's, there's some identification there that we can cling on to. So there's going to be some great fellowship. There'll be some food. Uh, it'll be wrapping up around 8 o'clock for today. All right. And now, do we know if we – I know it's early. I, I it's, This this takes all year to plan before you get, get it going. I don't even know if we've decided next scriptorium is going to be Old Testament or New Testament. Yeah, no, we don't We don't necessarily know exactly. I think there's a lot of prayer and preparation and just seeing where, where God's leading and the Holy Spirit's moving uh, to see what it might be. And so right now we don't – I can't, you know, foreshadow what we'll be doing next year. Uh, we'll say likely it'll be around this time. It's traditionally been now the second year, like the first or second week in May. So certainly something to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll see where the Lord leads us with passages. And what better thing to give your mother on Mother's Day than to show her you're willing to memorize the Bible or a mother who wants to teach her child on Mother's Day that she's willing to memorize That's part right. of the Bible and get up and recite it. I want to thank you, Nick, for coming out and have, let me interview uh, you on this. Folks, if you want to come to the Scriptorium next year, check. Keep in touch with Hope Community Church. They're a wonderful church. They're a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. Um, As we said with Daniel earlier, they teach book by book, verse by verse, Bible teachings, and uh, with a well-grounded pastor, Pastor Paul Manweller. So check it out. And if you don't even want to, at this point, you're not looking for a new church, at least check out their scriptorium. 
They're for rendezvous and stuff they do throughout the, the year that is just meant for to bring the community together in different ways. And uh, I, I strongly recommend that. So I want to thank uh, you and your friend for talking to me. To, yep, to appreciate it, Rick. Take do you care. have anything you want to add about the scriptorium? No, I think you did a great job. Of course, we'd love to see any new faces. It's always exciting when you see people for the first time put in the effort to memorize God's word. Um, it does transform us. So appreciate the opportunity I've to got, share a few words. I've got Phil. He's going to try to learn uh, Psalm 119 before next week. And uh, we'll see how well he does on that. And I, that could be really exciting um, to, 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 hear you, to hear you memorize a psalm there, especially Psalm 119. Yeah, I'm going to have to write that down. Yeah. But... Uh, once I get into it, I'm, I'm usually pretty good at memorizing things. Good. Yeah, it only has 176 verse, verses. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little bit like uh, 21 bottles of beer. And uh, <laughs> no, nothing like that at all. Just nothing kidding. like that at all. This is God's word. Yeah. No beer, no wall. 176 no verses of the word of God. The longest chapter yeah. in the Bible. Is that right? Is that is yeah. that what you assigned to me? Yeah, just, just one psalm. One psalm. Just one psalm. One nineteen. Okay. I memorized one. I memorized Jesus wept. That yeah, that'd be mine. Yeah, that, <laughs> chapter and verse. <laughs> I forget at the moment which <laughs> translation. You know, no, I speak in original Greek here, so we didn't have verses and numbers there. <laughs> yeah, that's my ex that's my excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about that? Ed? Now, you're, you're a church man. You, you like church. You go to church. You like the fellowship. You like the praise of coming together in an assembly. Uh, have you ever seen something like that? I mean, we have, I'm in there. They have a huge auditorium here filled with people going up there reciting large sections of the Bible. I mean, large sections, not a verse, but multiple verses. Uh, and they're having a lot of fun doing it. And it becomes a whole family thing. Like the one one person we had on who played Joshua, he had all of his kids, and there was a lot of them, uh, up in front, and they were all just watching dad play play an old man, reading from script or reciting scripture without uh, without notes or anything else. I, I think that's of, awesome. Yeah, I have heard of people who, and I attempted to do this once, to uh, memorize Ephesians. I'd heard of another guy who had done it, and I thought that would be profitable. I, I find it hard to memorize anything. I have to look at the words when we sing them at church. I just can't keep a verse <laughs> in my head when we're singing, uh, how great thou art. How, right. I got to wait till they put the next screen up before I know where to go, you know? Well, think of this. Now, he's passed away, but Jack Van Empey, um, he memorized the New Testament. And I, he said he was going to work on the Old Testament. I don't know if he ever got through memorizing the Old Testament before he, he went home. But uh, he, uh, he, he memorized the whole New Testament. What was it? We were talking about Denzel being a Christian on my last show, on my show. And there was a movie he did that I can't remember what it was, where he was, he was a blind guy. It was kind of a dystopian after the, after the civil unrest kind of movie. And he's going across the country and... Basically, he's got a book, and everybody wants to take the book away from him. And the book was in his head. It was the King James Bible. I just right. gave the ending away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and he could, he could memorize it. And these guys were waiting 
for him to get there because he had the word of God. And they're they're just sitting around listening to him so they can transcribe it. The last copy. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I, I find that. So did you ever have to, um, Derek, did you ever have to, since you didn't have any uh, curling news for me, I'm going to have to punish you. Did you have any any chance to have to memorize Bible verses when you were in school or at church? Yeah, I had to memorize some Bible verses, but not large sections. Yeah, the, the, folks, you'd have to actually see what they're doing here, and, and you'd be— um, I used to call the verse that I put in my, you've come to my church uh, enough times, Phil, you know, the, the memorize it, uh, the mo- verse of the month, I'd hope they'd memorize it. I ended up calling that to my congregation, the verse I put in the bulletin every week that no one ever reads after they leave church um, <laughs> because no one would ever take the time to memorize it. I am in awe with what I'm seeing here. Go ahead, Ed. I think I think that Derek might appreciate this too. When you were talking about this gentleman getting up dressed as Joshua and reciting scripture, there's this thing called the 10-Minute Bible Study. There's a podcast, and I recently subscribed to it, and it just came out with a video. I'm going to find it and share it to your Facebook page where this guy is up there, and he's doing a press conference, and he's one of Daniel's, not jailers, but the guy who leads the crew that maintains the lion pit. And they're, okay. doing, an, they're doing an after-game you know, <laughs> evaluation of how they did and you know, all everything that happened, it's hilarious. It's just really funny. And yeah. So it was about it was about the the Lions team. Well, yeah. <laughs> A bunch of losers, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's more it's more appropriate, but then we could even think yeah, about. Exactly. Will they win? Let let's talk about it. Will the Lions win <laughs> one season or one game next season? One game. <laughs> one quarter. <laughs> Derek? Well, they had a pretty good draft. Yeah, they'll win more than one game. I, I would think they'll win at least seven games. You think Did they're they going to get, get a new close? coach? Did they just get a new coach? Yeah, Dan Campbell. He's He will be in his second season this coming year. Oh. He didn't do too good with the first. No, it, it, the cupboard was quite bare, but... Yeah, he had, he got a pretty darn good defensive end, Draft. Aiden yeah. Hutchinson, and a wide receiver, Jamison Williams. So there's definitely some optimism, but it's got to be cautious. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard to tell. We always talk about how good a draft someone had, draft pick somebody had, and then uh, when they start playing, we find out eh, not as good as we thought. But at this point, there might be a little bit of hope. I'm going to use that word again because we're going to talk about hope. Yeah, the Lions do have a history of being very good, making very good picks. They I mean, can they can grab defeat out of the hands of victory, yeah, victory. or something like that. But, okay, and the, and this is why I like curling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a long uh, a, a a long lived sport. I mean, you can play that for years, huh? Only yeah, in the winter. He's, he's always enjoyed. <laughs> Rick has always enjoyed throwing rocks, so there is that. <laughs> and, and folks, before you guys get on me for picking on Ed and Phil, we love each other. We are that dysfunctional family every dysfunctional family hopes to be. Um, <laughs> you're like the. You're like I love you like a brother. You know that's that one brother that I haven't talked to in twenty years though. But yeah, that and one. yet you still keep calling me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. dead air. 
Dead air. I had to take a drink of water because you guys are talking so much. I'm getting thirsty. It's um. <laughs> you hear that, Phil? It's your yeah, fault, Phil. I'm just uh, I, I I'll be doing a whole lot of talking when I memorize all of these. Yeah, yeah. How, how many how many verses talking. do you think you could memorize by next Saturday? I don't know. I'm getting to be an old guy, you know. One? <laughs> you think you can memorize one verse by next Saturday? Let's go with let's go with. Uh, Oh, talk for a second. I'm going to find a verse, Ed. Just cover cover the... Uh... You know, I, I, I used to, when I was a young guy, I used to have a heck of a memory. You know, I I think I, I think I ran off a few things for you one time with the uh, Gettysburg Address, didn't I? Um, I think you might have. Yeah. Well, the one I like is Psalm 109, though. You know. Recite it. 109? Well, it's... You know, my God, whom I praise, do not remain silent for people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. We got one minute left, so I'll go. I'll right. cut to the chase. May his, when he is tried, let him be found guilty and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. Yeah, that one. All right. Your Bible verse is going to be that you have to memorize for next Saturday. I'll make it easy because you are old. Uh, <laughs> John, from the Gospel of John, not the epistles. Gospel of John 11. Chapter 11, verse 35. That's the one. That's the one you have to memorize. Okay, well, you better write that down. <laughs> the words are, Jesus wept. Moses. <laughs> hey, yeah. folks, it's been great. You've been, uh, hey, thank, I know it wasn't our typical show, and we had a lot of great stuff to talk about with uh, Hope, um, but our time is done. Speaking of time, you got something you want to say? Oh, next week. Our show is on an hour earlier. Thank you. And, and Ed, your show is on an hour later. And uh, that. Yeah. So I will be on from one to two. And Ed, you'll be on from two to three. We'll see you next week at an hour earlier on A Moment of Clarity. Have a good day. listening to a moment of clarity on wham talk 1600 with your host pastor richard dietering be sure to tune in again next week right here on wham radio 